Kathy Zip, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks, Solar Power World's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. So for today's podcast, take a moment and picture this. You have a 51st state without an electricity market structure in place. How would you build that system from the ground up so that you could maximize the amount of solar and other distributed energy resources while ensuring that customers continue to have safe, reliable, and affordable power? It's a fascinating idea, right? Especially given the fact that utilities have not quite figured out how to do it. So I bring up this point because SEPA, the Solar Electric Power Association, has just launched a crowdsourcing initiative on this topic. And we have the industry organization's president and CEO, Julia Hamm, here to tell us more about it. Julia, I've seen you speak at many conferences, and I'm very excited to speak with you today. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So let's start off by talking about some of the industry issues that contributed to the idea for this initiative. Obviously, existing rules, policies, and infrastructure can make integrating solar into the electricity markets difficult, to say the least. So can you talk a bit more about these issues SEPA saw and maybe provide a couple of the many examples of areas that are encountering these challenges? Sure, happy to. So yeah, I mean, obviously, as we've seen, the penetration of distributed solar really begin to pick up quite quickly in many parts of the country these issues become more and more pressing on the variety of stakeholders that are engaged in the issues. And so we've watched, and, and everyone in the energy industry has watched evolve over the past couple of years, is in many cases very heated debates beginning to happen around what changes need to be made largely to the regulatory structure, rate design structures, and also uh, the physical grid itself in order to allow for maximum integration of both distributed solar but also other distributed energy resources because all three of those things really were designed a long time ago in a world where what was the status quo then was large-scale central station power plants with one-way power flow from those plants to an end-user customer. And so now you know, we're really seeing this evolution of much more distributed generation where where customers, in many cases, are generating some or all of their own electricity, but they also need the grid uh, today in order to make that work. Um, you know, we're not yet to a point where, where for most customers, truly going off-grid is an option. And so customers, even if they can self-generate, are still relying on the grid. So we have to figure out how to evolve all of those things to make sure that um, costs and benefits are appropriately allocated across the various stakeholders. So, so yeah, like I said, a lot of these conversations have been heated. We've seen uh, probably the most heated debates have happened in the state of Arizona uh, with Arizona Public Service, but we've also seen debates really beginning to heat up in places like Wisconsin, which may not be the most intuitive when you think about places that would be dealing with the future of solar because they don't yet have a whole lot of solar in Wisconsin but also in, in other places like Hawaii and California. And really it's become a national dialogue in just about every state now. There's conversation beginning around what this evolution is going to look like. Absolutely. So, Julia, can you talk about how these challenges sparked the idea for the initiative specifically? Tell us briefly how the idea came into fruition. 
So your SEPA is in a pretty unique place as an organization. Just so maybe quickly for those who don't know, you know, we are not a trade association. We are a 501c3, so we're really a tax-deductible, mission-based organization, and we happen to do that through a membership structure. So half of our members, about 500 companies in our membership, are electric utilities, and then we have another 400-plus that are solar companies, state PUCs, state energy offices, other stakeholders that have an interest in collaborating and finding ways to work with utilities to ensure that we can ultimately have more solar in the national electricity mix. You know, we sit in this very unique intersection between the utility industry and the solar industry. And so we're, we're always focused on how do we bring the two sectors closer together? How do we find win-win solutions? So as we've watched the conversation really begin to heat up, we're always talking about what can we as an organization do that will help push the conversation along in a positive direction. One of the things we've observed quite often is just how hard it is to really uh, imagine what the future could look like when you're constrained by an existing structure, whatever it might be. And so, you know, the idea we had was, yes, these conversations are going to happen on a state-by-state -state basis, and if the details are going to have to be worked out state-by-state -state in real time. But what if we could ask the industry at large nationally, both the energy and the solar industry and the utility industry, to take a giant step back and say, forget for a moment about all of the existing structure that's in place. If we could truly start from a blank slate where there was no pre-existing structure, how would you design it to make sure we can really truly maximize the value and integration of distributed energy resources while, again, you know, ensuring that we have safe, affordable, reliable power for customers. We really thought that would be a great way to get people to set aside for a moment. It's so hard to think about transitioning from what you currently have. So think about it from a blank slate. And we think that's going to give people a lot more freedom to think outside the box, to imagine what could be possible. And then later we can come back to, okay, how do we now get from the status quo to one of these futures? I think that's a great way to get people thinking kind of what the ideal is and work backwards from there. Tell us about the initiative itself. What is SEPA looking for? How does one apply? And how will top ideas be selected? It is a crowdsourcing initiative. So we are looking for concept papers from everyone and anyone who, who's interested. And so there's a multi-step in the process. We are holding a 51st state webinar for people who are considering submitting. So you can um, have a chance to hear directly from us about the process and help you make the decision about whether or not you want to actually go ahead and, and submit. And then the second step is we are asking people who are interested in submitting to notify us of their plans to submit. So we've got a December 17th deadline for that. We just want to know who's planning to submit so that if there are any really important perspectives that are missing, we have a chance to go out and directly request of certain parties that they do submit a concept paper. Then the third step is the full submission. So full submissions are asking people to write white papers or concept papers up to but no more than 20 pages long, and those are going to be due on February 27th. Then what's going to happen is we have this really great innovation review panel that we've put together. And you know, the individuals who are on that innovation review panel are, are Ron Benz, who is a 
former consumer advocate, a former chairman of the Colorado PUC, uh, who was also nominated but ultimately did not get appointed as a commissioner at work. We have Nancy Fund, who is a venture capitalist. So the money from her company is behind Solar City, Bright Source Energy. Uh, Jim Rogers, who's the former CEO and chairman of Duke Energy. Sue Tierney, who has a whole wide range of energy and industry experience, including uh, serving at, uh, very important roles as assistant secretary for policy at DOE. Uh, and last but not least, Jigger Shaw, one of the founders of Sun Edison. So this innovation review panel, the five of those individuals are going to be reviewing all of the submitted concept papers that meet the criteria and coming to an agreement around the top three to five submissions that they collectively believe are most deserving of national debate and discussion. So that, that's essentially the process. Wonderful. So you said these top ideas will be put out for national debate and, and discussion. So can you talk a little bit more about how you personally hope they will help the industry? Essentially, once our innovation review panel selects the, the top ideas, there's a number of things we're going to do to get the word out about them. One is we're going to be holding a 51st state summit. So that's going to be a high-level, invitation-only summit with both review panelists, the authors of the top concepts, and then a select group of other invited participants where they're going to really, again, debate and discuss those ideas. But then we will really focus on getting the authors of the top ideas in front of much broader audiences in the energy industry. So, for example, working to get on the meeting agendas, for example, at the conferences of NARUC and NASUCA and the Edison Electric Institute and obviously at SPI, front of the solar industry. So we will be elevating those ideas through a whole variety of speaking opportunities. And we'll also be working very closely with press to get some, some great articles placed about the ideas. So for people who are thinking about submitting, and this is really a chance to get, potentially, if your idea is selected as one of the top ideas, to get your idea in the national spotlight. Really, SEPA is creating a national platform for your idea. So you know, what, what do we hope the industry is going to get out of this? I think it circles right back to where we started the conversation in terms of getting people to think outside the box and sort of think fresh about what the future could look like. And we are hoping that this is going to be a very successful first phase of the initiative. And then we, we could move into a phase two where we actually talk about, okay, how do we now actually begin to uh, create some roadmaps from specific states' existing structures to one or more of these new ideas? Initially, this is sort of very sort of pie-in-the-sky, futuristic kind of stuff. But what we hope the industry gets out of it is that we then can work backwards to make it very tangible and help driving forward some of the changes at a state level that are going to ultimately bring us to one of those futures. Very exciting stuff. It's got to be great to see what everyone comes up with in, in this kind of utopia solar state. What part of the initiative excites you the most, Julia? I think for me what I'm most excited about is just the opportunity to get anyone who's interested engaged in this really a unique initiative in that no matter who you are, where you're from, what you do, you know, this is your opportunity to have your idea heard. So, you know, we're hoping that, that we're going to get submissions from everything from, you know, the big think tanks that everybody knows and the big non-governmental organizations that everybody knows to student groups from, you know, universities that have energy centers 
and from individuals who just have an interest in this topic. So I think that's what excites me most, is just the opportunity to really get a broad range of perspectives engaged in something that everybody cares about. And we'll actually do some fun stuff along the way. You know, for people who don't get qualified or don't have time to actually submit a lengthy white paper, we're going to have some ways in which, even if you just want to get engaged in the conversation, there'll be some ways for people to, to be able to do that and just have some back and forth online about your own ideas and others' ideas. And so it's really going to be a fun engagement platform. I agree. I think that's great. You never know who one of those top ideas will come from. All right. Well, again, we've been speaking with Julia Hamm of SEPA. You can find out more about the 51st State Initiative at SEPA51.org and during the December webinar that Julia mentioned. And once again, I would like to thank her for being here to tell us more about it. Julia, it's been great speaking with you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. This has been another edition of Solar Speaks. I'm Kathy Zitt, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time.